What's up, everybody? How's it going? To all my new listeners, welcome. This is episode 12, and I'm your host, Tamer, of Fatherhood, the Involved Father. So before we get started uh, with this episode, which is going to be a good one, by the way, uh, I would like to reiterate the mission and a purpose on why I started this podcast. And the reason behind it is to inspire men all over the world who are fathers to consistently be involved and engaged in the lives of their children. I'm here to use my voice to expose and shed light on all the incredible things the involved fathers out there are doing within their families and communities. Like I said in my prior episodes, this is a platform where I am connecting dads with dads. And this is a place where you can gain some insight and some content and information on, uh, you know, some better effective parenting techniques and also um, ways on being more engaged with your kids. So with that being said, uh, this episode is uh, going to be pretty fun. Um, I have a co-host of um, the Parents Lounge podcast. Uh, This guy is also seen on A&E, Amazon Prime and Lifetime, and he's parents of uh, three boys. I would like to welcome you guys. Uh, this is uh, Jason Gowen. Gowen, but you're close. <laughs> oh, Gowen. Okay. My bad. My no, bad. not a problem. <laughs> hey, man, I get that a lot. You know, my name's Tamer, so mm-hmm. I've heard heard it all. So, you know, I want to apologize. So it's Gowen. Jason Gowen. Gowen. Yep. Actually, How you doing, man? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. This is awesome. I, I love what you're doing. Yeah, thank you. Uh, this is uh, you know, obviously it's uh, bigger than me, it's bigger than us, and you know, this is something that you know I want to kind of shed light on, just the the father role, kind of changing that stereotype, that stigma of us, uh, just being babysitters and the daddy daycare, uh, but just you know, showing the world that we are it's more than just a biological uh relationship, right? So much more than that. So. I uh, just want to appreciate you again for uh, sharing your time today to talk a little bit about uh, your fathering and and what's that been like for you. So, uh, I'm I'm surviving. I'm I'm here. I'm here. Uh, <laughs> I, I've been I've been trapped at home with my kids for over two years because so, like oh, wow. we were we were kind of quarantined before the pandemic even started. Um, yeah. Six days after. Um, uh, my twin sons who are now two were born. My wife had a stroke. Oh, wow. So, uh, her medical conditions. So we were rehabbing her for a year and then we started to like start to go back out into the world and then bam, pandemic hit and I'm trapped at home with my kids for another year and a half. Yeah. It was just so unexpected too. It was like so many plans, so many things going on. And then you just, you, the pandemic happens, you know, and then it's like, uh, God just said, you know what, I gotta, I gotta have this disruption in uh, everyone's lives because uh, how the world is going. So I thought, you know, I thought the pandemic for me was something, a uh, blessing in disguise and a lot of like great things like came out of it. And uh, I'm very fortunate that I, you know, be here, be in this position. Obviously I won't, I wouldn't even be talking to you right now if it wasn't for the pandemic, to be honest. Exactly. So. It was the same kind of thing for me, man, where, uh, you know, I started our show, we started our show and, you know, a, as a uh, cathartic oasis every day from from trying to figure out this uh, wacky world of fatherhood that, that yeah. we're all going through. Because um, it's not easy. Nobody gives you the handbook when like when the when you get the kid, there's nothing. 
Right. And that's a million things that happen. Like nobody tells you when you're, when you start on this journey that like when you have kids, they try to kill themselves all the time. Like they are, they are <laughs> constantly putting themselves in danger and nobody tells you that. Like nobody yeah. tells you that, like you're getting this thing. It's alive. It's going to try to kill itself. And your job is to keep it from doing that. And right. nobody told me that, like going into that. So it was, uh, you know, one of those things where I'm just like, all right, well, this is interesting. I, I didn't realize that they're inherently suicidal. <laughs> you know, that's funny you say that because coming home from the hospital with my son, Ayan, he's two and a half years old. And I, I told my lady, I, was, I said, hey, you know, my job is to keep him alive. <laughs> She's like, don't say that, you know, but that's true. Like, you know, because that's my, our job, you know, is the, you know, care and, and to keep him safe. Um, I know that he's going to have his own, he, he's, he's wild, he's a toddler right now and he's all over the place and just making sure that he's safe and just out of he's out of harm's way so um and you have three boys right i, I do yeah. yeah i um we had twins uh well we had we had a five-year-old he is not biologically mine he came with the package deal okay uh, <laughs> and i you know i i was you know i was living the single life I, i'm divorced and like i had just like I, when I, when I met my wife, I, I was not looking to date again. Like I was just like, I've been down that road. I don't really need to do this again. And some friends of mine were like, we really think you should meet her. And they're like, well, we probably should tell you she has a 10 month old kid. And I was like, I'm barely changing my own clothes. And you you want me to go into the situation where I have to care for the, not only the physical health, but also it's mental health. And you yeah. want me who is sta- surviving on a staple diet of pizza and chicken wings. Do you think that's a good idea? <laughs> and they said, yes. And honestly, man, best thing I've ever done in my life. Yeah. That's uh, you know, not, not a lot of men out here would accept another woman's child. So, you know, kind of kudos to you to much respect to kind of having that, you know, stand in dad role and, and uh, you know, being, being a man in his life. So, so how has that, how has, how has that been for you? Um, you know, the stepfather, um, but also like the that dynamic of that having your own kids and you guys all live together. We do, um, okay. and he um, the 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 biological father cut all rights. He signed off his rights, and and it, I had a hard time uh, in the beginning understanding like you made this little boy, yeah, you know this this person. He has a soul. He has feelings. You know, and and you know we have kind of introduced the idea to him. You know that that. I was not the original daddy. I'm dad 2.0. Yeah. Uh, and, and it was a hard, hard for me because you always see in TV shows and movies where like a kid gets to that teenage age and they, and they, they always say to the dad, you're not my real dad. Right. And I like, I dread it with every fiber of my being, like those words, but just because and I was actually the guardians of the galaxy two movie that kind of put this into perspective for me is, you know, just because, the other guy made him i'm the one who made him who he is mm. and so i um i have you know i could not love him any more than if he were biologically mine i could not possibly be more proud of the little boy that he is does he stress me out absolutely he does yeah, but yeah, yeah. but he is so creative and his imagination he just creates these amazing worlds and i just watching him work is 
it's really one of the greatest things I've ever been part of. And to know that, you know, I am helping this little boy to have that connection, to have a positive, or at least I hope it's positive, um, you know, person in his life as a father figure. You know, he tells me all the time, you know, I love you 3000. He tells me all the time. Yeah. And so I, my father never said it. And yeah. so like, and, and so I make sure he knows he's loved. I, and I, I, I go out of my way to make sure that he knows every day when he goes to bed, that he is loved, he is cared for, that he's going to have things that are going to happen in this world. that are going to test who he is, but I will always be right behind him helping him to maneuver through whatever that is if he wants me there yeah that's beautiful i mean just to have that that positive uh influence in his life you know what i'm saying like day in and day out you know it goes a long way but hey he's he'll see definitely feel see the value later on in life um so let's uh you know we talked you said that about your father you know kind of expressing that love you never really heard that from your dad so what type of relationship did you have with your with your dad growing up? I wouldn't say it's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, he is um, he's an old school farm farm guy. Um, you know, they, uh, for lack of a better word, emotionally was never there. Yeah. Um, everything I learned, I learned from my grandfather on my mom's side. OK, um, all the positive there came from uh, also friends, dads. Um, but my own father criticized me to a level where like, I mean, he drove me to, to suicide attempts in high school. Oh, wow. Kind of stuff. Like, like I, he just made me feel so completely worthless as a person hmm. that like, I didn't want to be here anymore. And he, I was never the son that he wanted. He wanted, you know, the football playing jock superstar. And I, I'm a creator. I'm a writer. I'm an actor. Uh, and he detests comedy in all four. Like, it's just not his thing. Yeah, yeah. And so he never understood me. And so there was always that, that barrier between us because he didn't get who I was. I, I didn't understand who, who he was or where he was, com where he was coming from. But I will say this if he didn't make the mistakes he made and he wasn't who he was, I would now not be the father that I am to my kids because I know what those things you say to them do to them. And not only in the moment, but over the course of everything, because there are things he said to me as a child that still ring in my ears today. Yeah. So I know the things that I'm saying to Jason, Logan and Anthony the things that I say to them matter. The things right. that I, you know, so I make sure they know I love them. I make sure I hear them when they're talking to me. And would it be great if they, you know, like the same kinds of things I do? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. But if they go down a different path, I will I will follow them down that path to the best of my ability. Hey, that's that's what we do as parents. You're, you know, we gotta love our kids no matter what. Um, so what uh so how you're the relationship you had with your father, you know, what are some things you learned or had to learn, um, you know, before you kind of became, became a dad yourself? And also, did Number you want to, did you want to have kids at all? Cause like my mom made my childhood super fun. Hmm. Uh, so because of my mom and my grandmother and my grandfather, I loved the idea of having kids. I love the relationships I had with those three people. 
Nice. So I knew that it was something that I wanted. When I had my divorce, I didn't think it was possible because I was a little older. I, you know, I first became a dad when I was 38. Yeah. So uh, I, you know, I wasn't sure that I, I know that people are having them later in life now, but at the same time, I thought, am I going to be too old for this? Like, am I going to die partway through this? And then the kids are going to end up being my wife's second husband's problem. Like, I mean, is that like, <laughs> like, what do I, what am I got to do here? Yeah. And, and so that's the it full was package the, though, right? You got <laughs> It is. Yeah. And so I, I needed to make sure that they knew that making a mistake was okay. And that's one of the things that, you know, I try to drive home and because I was never, I was told mistakes were not okay. Yeah. And then I learned that like a lot of my greatest lessons I learned because of mistakes I made. So that was something that I had to scoop out of all the mess that was my own childhood and, and, and dust it off and then rebrand it to my own kids yeah, and be yeah. like, this is what's important. Saying I love you was the biggest one yeah. because I never heard it from him. I still, to this day, never. Yeah. Um, and I, I know what that felt like and what effects it had, had and still has on me. Yeah. So I know sure that it's said every day as much as possible, even when I'm angry, and make sure they know. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like, you know, kind of being emotionally available to our kids and, and and knowing that, you know, they have that love, they have that dad that they can go to to express their feelings. And it's not just a masculinity thing all the time. Um, you know, come come sit down and just, you know, give me a hug. You know, how was your day? Um, and also kind of like, you know, you know, like for me, I, I had the sense of uh, negligence, like I was neglected as a kid when it came to like that emotional standpoint from from my mom and my dad. I mean, I never knew my dad until I was in I was 21 in college. Oh, wow. uh, so, yeah. So it was like I, but I wasn't the kid saying, hey, mom, where's dad? You know, or that's I just knew uh, that my stepfather wasn't my dad. So it was kind of like that. uh invisible uh, barrier that I put between us knowing that like, you know, just he's not my dad. So there's no reason why I should go to him about my feelings. So now like in my adulthood, especially my parent parenting, I I'm learning that, you know, I have to have that uh, emotional availability to my son, you know, open arms that, Hey, like you can literally come to me and talk to me about anything. I express my love to him all day, every day, uh, and like you said, you know, kind of not, never hearing it from your dad. So, but also sharing um, the things that you shouldn't do opposed to the things that you are doing, being that compository fathering, uh, because that's the things you never had yourself. Uh, and that's, that's how I am today. Kind of just being at like really engaged, involved, like on all like emotional standpoints, like for my, for my kid. So super important. Yeah, I, I, lo I love that. I love that you're doing that because there are a lot of fathers still who subscribe to the old mentality where they don't. Yeah. And, and I don't think they realize what it does and, and the lasting effects that it has. Yeah. But as you, I mean, as, as you can attest, you know, having not gone through having, not having that in your life, you now are instilling that, to carry forward, you know, down the line. And I, I think that, I think that's wonderful. It's a beautiful thing you're doing. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's so transformative, like 
as an like for an individual, especially, you know, all the fathers listening out there, you know, when you have these inner conflicts, you battle every day, especially like a conditioning too of your upbringing and the things you've seen, the things you've heard. Um, and you're not like really, uh, we all have triggers. So there's a lot of things that can trigger us as a parent that can, can bring out something, uh, a reaction that's unconscious. Right. And now we're like, we're impressing that anger onto our kids. We're like behaving immaturely in front of our kids and our kids are seeing that on a day and day, day basis. And it's like, I can't, I shouldn't be this, this father, this man, like setting this example and having these type of, cause kids model their the behaviors and model learned behavior, right. Absolutely, After their parents. Yeah. So especially, especially it's like, you know, if you're a dad, um, you know, a mother too, and you're not where you want to be for yourself. Cause we're not like, we're not raising our kids. We're raising ourselves because our kids are constantly helping us bring out like the best in us. So if we're not constantly like being that and, and saying, okay, how can I add more value to myself today so that, you know, I can bring that value to my kids so that, you know, I can help like water them and guide them to the, the, the people they're becoming tomorrow. Right. So it's just so important to be in tune with yourself and who you are as an individual and knowing these type of things, like, man, I got to get better in this aspect or, you know, my kid is going to pick this up later in life and it's going to be super unhealthy. One thing I'm very impressed with that because a lot of, a lot of dads can, with our show, we, we interview a lot of fathers. And, and so I, one of the things that you're, that I am very impressed with you is that you do take the time to step back from yourself and recognize that yeah. because there are so many parents while they're not bad fathers per se, cannot see the forest for the trees. Mm -hmm. And I think that if you can stop and take a moment and look at some of the bad qualities that you're putting out there and try and, and redirect that so it doesn't carry over, yeah. uh, uh, kudos to you, man. That's a, that's a one, that's wonderful. I think that, you know, you know, I, I appreciate you, man, for saying that. I think that, you know, we all have our like kind of, um, our fears as parents of not being like good enough or not providing for the things our kids need. And I think that, you know, once we kind of let go of those fears and, and start attacking the things we're apprehensive about, you know, we can start uh, living a free, free life. And now the universe is just guiding us in all ways. And now we're just like becoming these uh, fruitful human beings and, and parents where it's like, man, I learned so much about myself that now I can like help my kid, you know, learn it at a younger age so that, wow, he's, he's not even 10 years old. He already knows it. You know, he's not 20 or 30 years old learning this shit. You know, I, I've learned so much in my, I'm 31, you know, so I've been reprogramming, reconditioning myself for what, eight years, nine years now, like on a conscious uh, level where, you know, I, I can't be this person. I can't be the person I am today. If I, you know, envision myself being a father I want to be in the future so it's like what do I have to do today to add that value or who do I have to talk to and uh you know I'm blessed and honored to to have this platform to to meet incredible uh dads like yourself and to to learn from you and and vice versa and we can be here uh just you know in this world together and helping one another uplifting one another as as fathers have you ever had 
um, a moment where the, the your own words come back to you from your kids, and they they like they're they're in an essence uh, teaching you. Where like uh, an example, I have like I said, I I teach my oldest. Um, you know, it's okay to make mistakes, and I said and. I had a day where I blew up. I mean, my temper blew up and I I felt terrible about it because I knew it was irrational. It was just stupid and it was not yeah. necessary. And I apologized to him and I said, look, I'm sorry, man. I shouldn't have blown up that way. It was not okay. And he looked at me and he's like, dad, it's like you say, it's okay to make mistakes. And oh, I know yeah. this because you make so many. And I was like... <laughs> <laughs> so so he's funny but he also drove the point home too then uh yeah 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 have you ever had that have you ever had that happen i had uh uh some instances you know like i would uh say certain things or like i wouldn't mean obviously you know not thinking much of it and you know my son would come up and he i mean he's two and a half years old so logically sometimes you can't really reason with that um what's going For on sure but uh, but he would definitely tap me on the shoulder and be like, "It's okay, it's okay, okay, daddy," and I'm like, "It's that reassurance, like you know what? It is okay. You're right." Or like you know, I have a a very um distraught or a sad face on or whatnot, and he 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 has a he doesn't have a binky or anything, but he has his little blanket, it's like a security mm-hmm. blanket, and he sucks his thumb right now, so he'll that's he'll he'll hand me that blanket sometimes or give it to his mom when we're like down because when he runs off when he's sad or throws his temper tantrums or whatnot he will go to his bed and, and grab it and come and suck on his thumb and i'm like all right he's in a secure like a comfortable place safe that's his safety and now it's like he'll give it to us like oh it's okay daddy it's okay and it's like what oh, beautiful man. empathy he has though that's that's yeah. fantastic for him to know that like i want you to have that comfort that you also provide to me that's that's great yeah so that's like the environment that's what i'm learning now like to have that like to empathize and to you know not kind of i've been hearing that my whole life you know don't cry men shouldn't cry or go to your room if you you know that type of stuff and just seeing it and hearing it my whole life uh subconsciously you know i'm kind of doing things differently now where you know i can be more empathetic and and sympathize with you know other people's feelings especially my son um because i want him to know that you know even if i am having an off day i still want to talk to you about what's going on in your day now i don't want to be the brush off dad like hey we can talk about this later get out my face stuff like that but i'm very uh very hands-on very involved in my my son's life and you know I, i love every um I love it. I love it. You know, I'm blessed to blessed to be here and do it, you know. And you just have the one? Yeah. So I, I don't think it's it's nothing else better than to, you know, be a dad and be a parent, honestly, man. No, no, it, it truly is. It's the greatest gift I've ever been given. Yeah. Uh, you know, it was not like I said, it wasn't something that I thought was even going to happen for me. And then, you know, I'm a family of three. And then within, you know, the first year of of that, like we, we find out twins are on the way. And I'm like, so we had this like full family in like a year and a half that just like, bam, happened. And it was a, just a crazy, crazy process. Yeah, man. So like, what's the, what's the routine that you guys got? Like, you know, um, do you spend, do you have any one-on-one time with your kids? Do you do things all together all the time? Like what's that like family dynamics? Uh, So 
something I learned, um, we had um, the the singer uh, Richard Marks on our show. He, you know, everything I do, I do it for you. That the guy, the guy that wrote all the song, he was on our nice. show, and he um, he did the he taught me this thing where he said it was so important for him when he was traveling and on the road that he would spend time and rotate which of his kids that he would take with them one at a time because okay. he said that alone time was so important and so i started after he was on the show i i started implementing that into my own routine yeah and i have found that if i take one kid even to something as simple as just going to target just that one kid and we stop for you know ice cream or you know we have lunch just that one-on-one time jace in particular because he's old enough you know speaking fluently enough to com- communicate it will tell me how much he loves that and That's i awesome. remember like when i was a kid when my grandfather would take just me and that that those are memories i'll carry with me forever so that is one thing that i make sure that i am rotating because with one kid it's it's a little easier but i i do think it's super important to have that one-on-one special time designated just for the each each individual person yeah yeah yeah. that's uh you know that's good you 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 do that i've uh i I read a lot about it you know having multiple kids and how important it is to have that one-on-one time um obviously i have one kid i I mean i don't know if i want another one you know i know how hard and stressful it can be just having one kid and you know having having three um you know that that let me tell you it's uh every day's new adventure (laughs) yeah 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 I'm sure. I'm sure, man. I'm sure. I'm a. I'm a family. I have three siblings. So my mom had four kids herself. So it's one of these things where you know I'm a very uh, selfless type person, and you know I, I love to share. And you know I, I, I'm a family guy. So just seeing my son sometimes by himself, you know he could be a little uh, selfish. Obviously he's a toddler, but it's kind of having that sibling love, you know. Uh, thinking about it like hey, should we should we have more kids for him and you know but he has a lot of cousins and a lot of family too so it's very very so just the other kids yeah. yeah 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 so um you know it's good it, it was hard though uh during the pandemic obviously going to parks or he played uh soccer but it was like he's a he's such a hands-on type of guy he loves high fives he loves to talk uh so i don't know what it is but he he always goes up to the to grown-ups to the adults rather than the kids and have conversations with them uh, he's way beyond his years but it's like you know, it was tough kind of having that saying you can't do this at that you know like there's a lot of people who were pretty standoffish and masks and all that um so it was kind of kind of hard seeing that that uh him being denied that uh yeah that access to to people the way it was um but obviously he won't remember this time in his life other than videos and pictures and stuff he's two and a half so but um and hopefully we we won't ever have to live through another pandemic again um yeah amen yeah it was uh it was so hard like it it was hard for us because like jace had already missed a year of of you know he had really taken his daycare family and like he was seeing these kids all the time and then you know my wife had the stroke and then then the pandemic hit so he was two years without like he had from, from, you know, birth on had, you know, daycare every day. These people were part of his life and then nothing. Yeah. And so it was uh, hard for him to adjust to 
being such a social butterfly to not having that. And, you know, we try Zoom calls and stuff, but it just is, it's not the same. Yeah. Um, sure. You know, I, I think people forget how much a hug from a family member or friend means, especially to a child. And, and it, it was really hard for us to um, get Jace to understand why this was all happening. Thankfully, uh, Sesame Street put out that wonderful COVID special and we let him watch that. And that did help a lot with him understanding yeah. some of the, some of it, but it still was a big adjustment from being, you know, this social butterfly kid to, you know, being stuck with just mom and dad and his brothers. Yeah. And so it was a, it was tough, but we're, we're, we, he's definitely coming, coming along now. Yeah. That's, that's good, man. I mean, as long as it, you, uh, as parents, you know, I'm sure you guys got very creative in y'all uh, daily routines with, with the kids. You say you were, so you say you were a writer, um, what else, like animator or what? So what well, do you? No, I I I host po podcasts. Uh, uh, I, I I'm an actor. Um, you know, I did a lot of paranormal television, like paranormal reality uh, television. So I was also traveling a ton yeah. um, before all of this. And uh, so you have to think outside the box with the routines, especially managing twins, because like we had before the twins taken Jace just to the beach um, by himself. I mean, it was just him. So there was two adults one kid that's still a handful at, yeah. at the beach uh as i'm sure you know three kids when two of them so here's this funny thing is that when a lot of people don't know this but like when the egg for the twins divides so does the soul so they each only get half so they're yeah. just they're basically feral they i mean they're they're wild <laughs> Yeah. And so they like, we went to the beach and they're like running all over and thank God we thought to bring my mom. And even when it was three on three, it was still just craziness because they, they've never seen the ocean before. So they like running back and forth and sometimes they're afraid of it. And then they're like, want to love it. Yeah. And I just kept thinking to my wife, I'm like, you know, perhaps, perhaps we should have waited another year for this, but we didn't. And we have all those memories that like, even though it was a lot of work that I will cherish, you know, I, I, I purposely like went on a walk and holding each of my kids their first time in the ocean. So wow. I have it from when I did it with Jace and then I did it with each of the twins and I talked to them about like, the world and like I, I made sure when I was out there with them and I had the same talk with I with Jason. I was like, I want you to know how much I love you. I want you to know that this world is a great big place and there's unlimited opportunities out there. And I want you to see that there is beauty in the world, no matter how ugly it can get. Rem try to remember this. I know you're not going to remember this moment, right. but I'm going to remember this moment. And I'm going to tell you again the rest of your life that there is beauty in the world and to embrace that. Yeah. And that was something special. I'll hold on to them with them each uh, forever. Hey, hey, introducing uh, these type of things to them at a young age is is, uh, is awesome, right? That type of experience. What uh, what? So where are you from? Like what uh, what beach do you go to? Uh, well, it was Robus Beach in Delaware. Okay. Um, I I'm from near Scranton. Uh, if you're an off the office I'm from I'm from uh I'm from Delaware County, like Pennsylvania. Oh, are you really? Yeah, yeah I'm from Delco. Oh, okay, where are you at? Where are you located? So I live now in San Diego, California. Oh, okay. So I'm like in the beaches of the beaches, you know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> but Rehoboth Beach, uh, we're literally going to be me and my family and I. We're going to go to uh, back home, back to Philly uh, next month. 
And oh, okay, my, very nice. My, yeah, my aunt Don, Uncle Dave, they have a spot in Maryland. Um, it's right within the Chesapeake Bay. So we're going to be on a boat crabbing, doing all that good stuff. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, man, I uh, I like Rehoboth Beach. Um, yeah, I mean, I miss, I miss the there. East Coast. We actually got married on the beach in, in Rehoboth. Oh, nice. So, so how uh, long, uh, how long you and your wife, uh, been married for? Heading for four years married. Okay. So, uh, it's, um, you know, it's a, it's been a wild ride. Um, but, uh, yeah, we were well, almost four years married and awesome, July 1st, actually. Congratulations. And, uh, you Thank know, I pray for a very, uh, long, successful, fruitful, uh, marriage for you guys provided my kids don't end me first yes i hope for that as well i she's hey. wonderful you know she's she's very you know one thing with living with all all men uh and boys is that you know she's very very patient um she's also very proficient at wiping a toilet seat so that's like the two things <laughs> that like that's like patience and wiping a toilet seat that's like her 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 staple in life yeah I guess uh, it's your duty to uh, provide for the uh, toilet paper. <laughs> yeah, which was no small feat during the beginning of the pandemic. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Um, that's that's funny, man. So uh, so you uh, so I've seen that you do like um, you did some TV type stuff, uh, Lifetime, Amazon. Uh, yeah, let's talk a little bit about that, like your professional sure. career. Uh, yeah. So I. Uh, I was a paranormal investigator. I, I, you know, would go out and Scary. help families with, yeah. Oh, man. So I actually trained uh, and was mentored by uh, George Lutz, whose family was the real life family that the Amityville Horror was based on. Oh man! Uh, and so I, I traveled with him, and then when he passed, you know, I kind of carried on still doing it. And I, I did a show on A and E called Extreme Paranormal. Um, I've done a lot of different paranormal shows i'm currently on um uh on amazon prime a show called hellier uh which is some paranormal stuff and i have another documentary coming out later in the year uh paranormal stuff as well as i've done some other um you know reality-based days things oh. and uh during the pandemic i found that i was getting a lot of anxiety and i had all this feelings and thoughts building up and so i thought I need to build much like you've done here. Uh, I, I built uh, the Dead Apocalypse um, uh, podcast, and it was going really, really well. I was interviewing fathers about, you know, their lives as dads, and I, you know, I had my my now partner on the show was an actor, uh, Jamie Kaler, a famous comedian. He's been on Friends. He does robot uh, voices on Robot Chicken. He was on How I Met Your Mother, Mother Will and Grace. He was nice. a guest on my show. And we just, we clicked and they're like, there was a back and forth banner that just, there was something to it. We both felt it. And, you know, after the interview, he said, that was super fun. We should do that again. I was like, we should team up and we collaborated and we combined because he was doing a dad podcast as well. Nice. And we combined them into what is now the parents lounge. So every Tuesday night, you know, 10 o'clock Eastern time, seven Pacific, uh, every Tuesday night on Facebook live, YouTube and Twitch, we do this parenting show where we interview celebrities and, you know, regular dads out there in the trenches and who are doing it, uh, parenting experts in different parenting fields. And we just have a lot of fun with it. We, you know, kind of go over our week with our kids, what happened this week. And it's just a wild time from, from start to finish. And it's super cathartic. 
we call it our weekly oasis away from, 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 we kind of, we can step back and reflect on the week and we let yeah. celebrity parents like that. You never expect to hear, like hear those stories from, we get to hear those stories. Like, cause a lot of them guard their, 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 um, you know, their family lives. And it's nice to see, you know, they're going through the same things and right. it's, it's amazing. We're getting different perspectives. I've learned a lot of techniques from the show that I never had thought of. Yeah. And it, so it, I'm learning from the show, but it's also just a lot of fun to to hang and and bullshit. You're gonna have to come on for sure. Hey man, I would love to be on. You sure. have to yeah, uh, let me make, know. We'll make that uh, happen. Yeah, man. Uh, and also, you know, I'll have to let everyone know out there, you know, how they can uh, reach you and uh, follow sure. you, all the listeners. Yeah, I would love that out there. So, um, so you know, what with, with us wrapping up a little bit. I want you to uh, kind of express any advice you have for uh, fathers out there, um, soon to be fathers or uh, fathers, aspiring fathers. Most important thing you can do is make sure your kids know you love them. Say, I love you. Mm. Even if it didn't happen to you or you don't think it's the right thing, it's important. I think laughing with your children is important that you can accomplish more with one single laugh with your kids and connect in a way that you can't in any other manner. There is something about laughing with your kids that just clicks. Make memories with them. Spend the one-on-one time. If you're busy, I get it. Life is busy. Parenting is not easy. There's no manual. But make the time to be in the moment. Facebook can wait. Twitter can wait. Your kids are going to be grown up in the flash. My twins were, it seems like they were just born and they're going to be three in February. That time flew by. Cherish those moments and, and, and make sure that you're present because being present and stopping and looking at things, maybe as you know, as much as you can to look at it, how they're looking at it, look at it through the child's perspective are the absolute most important things you can do. Absolutely. Hey, some wise words. I appreciate that. This is, uh, it was definitely a pleasure, you know, having you on and, and talk a little bit about, you know, fathering and, and parenthood. Um, this was a, great, dude. Hey, I, anytime, yeah. anytime you want to hang, just let me know. I, I, uh, I really enjoyed this. So man, you're in Scranton. Yeah. Like PA, like that's, yeah. I mean, that's, that's home to me, you know? So, uh, I've been in, I've been in California the last six years. So oh, wow. we'll definitely, uh, obviously the pandemic hit. So I haven't been home in like two, two years, but, uh, be there at the end of July. Um, and you know, I would love to link up in the flesh. Sure. We have to get yeah, together. I, I wanted yeah. to, uh, you know, do some, uh, bourbon and dad type of podcast, you know, sip bourbon and, and talk, talk about that. Like, you know. We do that sometimes. Next a little time we social, do it, right? You'll have to come hang. Yeah, we do yeah, a yeah, we yeah. we do a scotch tasting every now and then. Oh so yeah, that'll be dope. Yeah, you can come hang. It's super fun. Yeah, um, you know, just and that's what I'm saying. That's what why we here. It's, it's just kind of getting this building this community of fathers, parents, and uh, you know, sh- sharing how important it is to be engaged and involved with our kids. It goes a long way. Um, so once again, Jason, thank you for being on. Um, thank you. Definitely everyone that's tuning in. Thank you for listening. Uh, This is episode 12 and you're listening to fatherhood, the involved father. Peace. Peace.